It's your girl, Candy Kaylin. It's your boy, Shao Tom. And it's time to pull up. Here on Pull Up the Podcast, we talk. Sports, news, hip-hop. We don't talk about people. We just give you the facts. So you're watching us live here on Facebook as well as YouTube. And, of course, you know we're coming back with additional sports talk this week. Mr. Shaw. The last conversation we had prior to today was on Saturday. No, Sunday. And I knew not to even text you back because I realized at that point, I said, he's probably a little bit more pissed than me. And so we're talking NCAA tournament. Anybody who's been watching this show for any time, you know he is a Kentucky Wildcat fan when it comes to basketball. So we were texting during the game because I get so agitated now as I get older. And I think it's just because I just hear daddy and the basic fundamentals. Like when people do stuff that is just like, why did you do that? There was no reason to do that. It just drives me bad hell nutty. You know what? It's a, <laughs> I'm an adult now. So, you know, as a kid, every loss hurt. It, it didn't hurt. All right. Novell was hitting. Threes, he was throwing them up and they was falling in. It happens. Oh, dude, hit one. It happens. On top of Antonio Reeves didn't make a bucket. Jacob Toppin had a bad game. And we turned the ball. Truth be told, we, we were supposed we had 14 turnovers. 15. 15. 15 turnovers. 11 in the first half. Yeah. And, and those if it's in the ball game, like again, we had the pedigree. The the only thing we didn't have on this squad was somebody who, and again, because Case, no, I'm taking Oscar did him, but you need a guard no matter what. Like, Casey Wallace was, he, he did a lot, but it wasn't a point where you like, we could just put it in his hands. Oscar did what he could do, right? Oscar did what he could do with his talent level. I, I don't, you know, Kansas State, they deserve to win. They deserve to win. They would be in the Sweet 16. I feel like the tournament's been nice. I, there ain't been no real, like, people say, Purdue, that's not an upset. That like Fairleigh Dixon, that was not an upset to me. Why? They had one play. I looked at that because again, I'm a gambler, right? Professor Shaw. Right. I looked at their roster. The only person that got buckets was Zach Eady. And you seen that in the game. I looked, I, all I had to do look, I like Fairleigh Dixon. They got four people who all average over 11. So they all got guaranteed bucket. Like what you got to realize is in college basketball, if he averaged over 10. He can get him a bucket, right? If they're averaging 15, and then I look at their PREs, like Zach Eady was him for Purdue, but Purdue ain't had nobody else that was going to get them a bucket. And it's also the conference that you play in. That, yeah, you know, so it's also about where you play in the conference. It's also about being overhyped. You can run it during the regular season, and that's what's crazy is that going into the Sweet 16, you still got Kansas State, you still got Texas on the men's side that are both Big 12 schools. That Houston are still if, if if everybody elite eight it'd be Houston versus Texas. Yeah, that you are still hanging it? around. You know, based on conferences and where. And Penn where State they are. got two Texas schools up out of there. They really told Penn State if you want to win the national championship, because I, I don't know who they play now, but they would have to re- beat three schools from Texas because U of H in the same bracket as them. They beat AM the first round. I, I feel like the tournament has been good. Like March Madness is always that. March Madness is always good, right? Like, I don't think, like, when people say upsets, no. Like, just certain teams 
what again i hate to be the standard we're now the standard for don't be afraid of the big schools we are we were the first big school to lose to the lower seed. That was last year. But I, I, I want I want to be honest, us and Purdue lost them. That was just a good, good team last year, right? It was a mid-major. Everybody could score. They weren't afraid. Right. And, again, you know, you took down Big Bad Kentucky, all mid-majors coming in, 116, 215, they're not scared. They're not scared no more. And you don't have to be, right? Because, as you said, <laughs> the game is getting older. Like when Gonzaga, like some of these boys, two and three. Mm-hmm. They boy, they boy, boy grown men, and that makes a difference. I think, as far as longevity and understanding the the mid majors, as you said, is the teamwork concept. I think for larger schools, when we get in the tournament, I think everybody has this idea that I need to be the superhero, right? And that becomes the issue. If I have a superstar and everybody's watched film, just like in the TCU game, right? Mm-hmm. We're doubling Mike Miles. Somebody else needs to step up. So if you're doubling Mike, Mike, who's who's your, your point guard, right, your guard, who handles the ball, who gets you 20, like he cannot do everything. He also inbounds the ball. The mm-hmm. rest of you got to be on. So when your big dog's not on, this is your opportunity to step in and play your role. And I think as a coach, just even young, like, right, I'm having to tell kids now, like, I don't need – I don't need you trying to come be LeBron James. Like, Mm -mm. that ain't your job. Your job is to make, and and like, I'm introducing Tim Duncan. Like, I need you to be big fundamental. Like, I just need you to do the basics. And that's what I'm seeing in the tournament. For everybody who's winning, they're doing the basics. On a four-court trap, how do you move the ball? You Mm -hmm. pass it. In a 3-2 zone or a 3-1-1, how do you score? You hit the baseline, you hit across the middle on the free throw line. There are just basics that you do. Pick and rolls always work because either a man is switching or they've got to get back. Mm-hmm. Those are the teams that win. That's all they do. Gonzaga does nothing spectacular. They pull the ball into the paint to Timmy. That's what they do. That's what they've been doing for five seasons. So what these young boys got to understand is you're not Steph Curry. Okay, on fast breaks, on three on ones, on on two on ones, your primary goal is to make some the defensive team stop the ball, mm-hmm. right? If the defense has not picked up the ball, why are you kicking the ball back out to shoot a three? You're supposed to be going to the basket to get two. And and, and that's that's the problem with the game. They don't watch stiff; they watch highlights. These kids are not watching games. I can I can. I can guarantee you right now, if you go see with the kid, they ain't watched the game. They watched the highlights. They seen the highlights. So they'll understand what it takes for him to hit those threes. I've seen the camp to where he's put players. I think somebody was an NBA, but most of them were high school kids. Like, it was a drill. They couldn't get it. They couldn't get it. Well, he did it easy. It's, it's not it, everything you see on TV looks easy. It ain't easy. You know, I can do that. Everybody, I can. Nah, you can't. And kids don't understand the game, the three. Everybody wants to shoot three. Everybody wants to shoot three. I think it was Penn State. I, I forget it was he. He was number two. He was just throwing threes up. I'm like, that's not a good shot. Like, and the, and the best thing about Kentucky, the reason why I'm not mad at the loss, the turnovers them hurt. Eleven turnovers that hurts. That hurts because if we don't turn the ball over, we're beating this team. This team not even in the game with us because 
we're a better team. And we're not hitting shots. We got two people not hitting shots, right? So, right probability. If I turn the ball over, I lose opportunities to score, which mm -hmm. I give you 15 additional opportunities on 15 additional possessions to score. Like and we gave up three fast breaks in the first half. That's that's six points. So and as you said, the, everybody is watching a highlight. Everything that you're seeing, and, and again, it's not that you haven't been coached to do it. Mm -mm. Because practices pretty much run the same across the country. Like mm -hmm. three on three, three on two, two on one, one on one. Who stops the ball? The defense. You run at your man, keeping protecting the basketball in the last half, at the, the last two minutes of the half, the first 10 minutes of the half. Ball protection is the best thing. Nice, sharp, crisp passes. Don't send a bounce pass across the lane if there's players in the lane. If you're moving. Um, I saw somebody baseball pass, like overhand pass a long ball and turn the ball over. I think that was in the first round. I was like, what the hell is this? Like, these are basic. And to me, it's like, I salute the mid-majors for playing basketball the way they know how to play basketball. As a team, collectively understanding that we're better if five of us score 10 versus one of us scoring 20. Mm -hmm. So we got more possessions. We get more touches. We're rotating the ball. I make you tired on defense because you have to guard us because of our rotation. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why the mid-majors have become so impressive because they're doing the basics. We love the highlights. We love to see a great dunk. I love to see a three. But a three only works out of system if you hit it. Mm -hmm. Because now you got to hear my mouth when you get to the sideline because that wasn't the play that we caught. That, that's I, not what we talked about during the timeout. That ain't what we talked about at the half. I'm not, I'm not, because I'm not high on throw up threes. Like, you know, if you had to throw it up at the buzz, that's cool. But for me, it's 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 more so like what killed Kentucky. I, we had a game against Arkansas, lazy passes. Lazy passes. You cannot make everything in the tournament. It's not, oh, because no, they jumping, like, you have to you have to make good firm passes, and I I think you know watching it's been a lot of lazy passes. It, like let me tell you what I realized it was when the, the twins went to Kentucky. I don't think kids know how to make an entry pass, but then again they never played with a big. It was always two brothers. Like again, if a kid never played with a big, he'll not throw an entry pass to a big. You don't do that if you don't got somebody on your team that post up on the block and but go you get a work play. on that in practice, right? Not if you don't have a big – again, we talking about the Harrison twins. They coached by their dad. They were the stars. Point guard, guard. Point guard, two guard, right? right. They big, they big pass was uh, Aaron sneaking behind, and they throwing up ooh. But an entry pass to a big, if you ain't had a big, you ain't making no entry passes. You ain't making – so that was an issue that they had. Like, they couldn't make entry passes. And I've seen that. Go ahead. The, the, the one player, De'Aaron Fox, since it's like he had, he could do it all at the point guard position. Kentucky has Kentucky gets great players there, but we haven't been having those superstars. Uh -huh. Like you knew they were going to be next level superstars, right? At the at the point guard position, not since De'Aaron Fox. Like Tata Washington, he was good, but you know he had his games. So again, as we look at the rest of the tournament, I'm I'm impressed. Texas got nice guards. Dusu, he played real good for yeah. Texas. Hometown um, kid, and again we talk about recruiting. He went to Vandy first. I'm just not sure how you let hometown kids 
get away. Like sometimes kids don't want to be there. I mean, I don't well, he wanted to play for Texas, so I feel like also it's how it goes into the recruiting aspect of things. And as you watch, well, he was like, or was it Chris Beard the coach at the time? Um, Beard would have been. I mean, Shaka would have been the coach. I missed him early games. Yeah. So as we talk about the bracket and wrap up bracket play, so you said you weren't gonna do, you weren't gonna make predictions until later. My South bracket, I still have Alabama. Everybody else is gone from the South. My Midwest bracket, I still have Houston. Oh, yeah, Alabama um, got that shoot over there. You ain't yeah, got nothing to worry about. Right. I got Houston, Xavier, and Texas. I got Texas beating Xavier. Um, I got Texas winning and advancing to see Houston. In the West, the rest bracket, I got UConn. And UCLA still alive. Mm-hmm. Those were my picks. And in the East, Tennessee is my only surviving team. All right, so I'm uh, just looking at like uh, it's got to be Thursday. Arkansas play Connecticut. I'm gonna go with Arkansas because the kid from uh, Duncanville, Anthony Black. I know he, I know he get money. I know he been getting money. You know his daddy a hater. Your daddy a hater, Anthony Black. I just want to put that out there. You, you know, Duncanville knows. Yeah, your daddy a hater. Okay, yeah, I don't. I ain't gonna speak on your mama because you might see me in the streets and think you can want it. So I ain't gonna do you like that. Your daddy, I hate it though. You gonna get that out there. Uh, but just to say, uh, if Kentucky would have won, I'm glad we lost. Nah, because we played Michigan State. We could have won that, but we'd had to play Arkansas. So, so in in that Arkansas and Tennessee still in. So Michigan, so Michigan State play Kansas State. That'll be the mm-hmm. first game. Arkansas play uh, Connecticut, mm-hmm. or Atlantic plays Tennessee, mm-hmm. and then Gonzaga UCLA. That's gonna be a good game. Right. That Gonzaga UCLA game because I know they probably seen each other this year. That's gonna be a good game. And then Friday, uh, San Diego State versus Alabama. Mm-hmm. A five Miami and one. versus Miami versus U of H. A one and a five, right? Princeton versus Creighton. Mm-hmm. And then Xavier versus Texas. And that Xavier versus Texas game gonna be good. Because Xavier got at least three players who can get over 10. Again, uh, Professor Shaw, my not a gambling expert, just a professor, you know, paying attention to the games. Those are certain players I remember, right? Like, I know Alabama got Brandon. I can't think of his name, but he had the strap. He, he passed the strap out. He passed the strap out. Uh-huh. It was his strap. I don't know why he's still playing basketball. And it was his strap. Everybody. Well, they- no, he went and brought it to. He took it to him. So your hands all on the murder whip. I watch a lot of Law and Order SVU. You accomplice. <laughs> I don't get it. Like I and I'm all for young black men, but that sounds like accomplice to me. That we gonna keep getting back to sports, but that sounds like accomplice. Anyway, uh, Miami play Houston. Miami has this kid named uh, Wong. Mm-hmm. Ian Warren, Isaiah Warren. I don't, I don't like Isaiah Warren because when I bet on him, he ain't come through. He ain't do nothing against Duke. But Isaiah, Isaiah Warren, Gerald Sasser. I feel not Gerald Sasser. I'm sorry, that's an uncle or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus, Marcus, my fault. Gerald was just famous. Marcus Sasser. Houston got a good, and and it's not just Marcus. They got a good squad. Houston got four to five players that can get you ten. I mean, twelve plus points. 
Because right. 15 in college is good, right? 12 plus points. Princeton versus Creighton. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I haven't, you know, neither one of these teams really been on my radar. You know what? I lied. I think I, I think I played Creighton attention. No, neither one of these teams on my radar. So this is a good one. A six versus 15. How many times have we seen that? How many times have we seen six versus 15? Not usually this deep. Right? So, um, nah, you ain't going to never see that. Uh-uh. 15 to six, you ain't going to see that. So, uh, this 15 six six this six fifteen matchup, you know it can it could go either way. Uh, obviously both teams are well coached, well prepared. Uh, Princeton, let me go back because you beat who to get here because you were fifteen. Oh, Princeton, Princeton, I, I yeah, they were shockers. You beat Missouri. Uh huh. Who else you beat? You you beat somebody else before Missouri to get here. Come on now, let me oh, see. Yeah, give me back to my brother. Oh oh, Mark. Princeton, you really got my respect. You beat Arizona to get here. Arizona mm-hmm. got a monster. What did what did Thibault do? And you know what, Child Limited. So uh Arizona has Azulas Tubalas, and he averaged uh 2018. But Princeton has a big, right? So they had him the 22 and 5. And think about Princeton advancing in a tournament, right? Where academics is priority there. They got three people get over 10. Right, and you can make... Oh, yeah, Uvenbaum. That was him. Yeah. It's a big I deal. Mean. So now we can teach our kids it's okay to it's okay to dribble, shoot, and run, but it's also okay to go to Princeton and do it if, if that's what you want to do. Yeah, that's what you want to do. Yeah. So. Oh, gosh. We don't want to. We don't want to. No, I don't want to hire you. So anyway. Finally, you drink it the right way, weirdo. (laughs) So as we wrap up basketball, on the women's side, there are four SEC teams still hanging in the tournament. UConn is also still hanging around, which is, a big deal, but I is it Kentucky or Florida? Is it Kentucky or Florida? What girls? Mm-hmm. Um, they fight us. Yeah, they did have a little squirmage. You made me go back and see, and then I don't know. Every women's basketball is getting a little scrappy. I, I think it's a lot of respect and disrespect on the line right now. So um, let me see. Essie uh. LSU, South Carolina, Tennessee women. You're not putting that in there. Um, let's see. Houston. Uh, that's the wrong bracket. I clicked women's and the men's came up. Okay, so South Carolina on that side, SEC, LSU. Mm-hmm. They're in different brackets. They could meet um, in the next round because they're headed on to the Sweet 16s now. So winners from there. And then the bottom brackets, the Seattle region three and four. Let's see. We got Ole Miss still in there. Iowa girls. Um Stanford got beat by Ole Miss. Louisville beat Texas last night. Tennessee is on the other side of the bracket. 
Ohio State and UConn play. Kirk okay. said something about Holly, Haley Van Lee. I'm sorry, bro. I'm not that. My daughter not playing basketball. She's going to be a gymnast. Yeah, she's there. I mean, and, and she's at Louisville. But, again, right now, everybody can gym. Everybody can talk about whoever they want. Right now, in women's college basketball, Leia Boston and Angel Reese are the stars. Hands down, point blank, bottom line. And I hope, I hope Don Staley runs it. Like, don't talk to me about Iowa. Don't talk to me about Haley. Don't, you know. What's it? I can't even think her name at uh, UConn. She's hurt. Uh, dang. Show, you know who I'm talking about. Buckner. Paige Buckner. Oh, yeah. Paige. Yeah, she's hurt. Don't, don't talk to me right now about Alaya Boston and Angel Reese. Like, every fans hate Jason Kidd for some reason. You know, talk to me about that. So, that's where we are. Women's college basketball. I got US. I got. I got South Carolina and women in men's basketball. I got Houston winning it all. Okay. Okay. We'll see if we get that. So something we don't talk about very often is baseball. And currently right now they are playing internationally. Um, Cause we're, we're like sitting our, the world baseball classic championship. Mm -hmm. So right now that's going on. The United States is playing Japan. Japan is up 2-1 in the top of the third right now. They're going to win. And Japan is? Well, Japan is going to win, but it's funny because they talk about how USA Baseball, I saw it was a, a article that I sent to you, USA Baseball starting lineup is worth $1.7 billion. One point seven. Okay. That's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. That's a lot, a lot of money. So at that kind of money, we should be able to beat Japan. No? You don't they play together enough. You think they don't play together enough? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, they got legends and Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famers on the team. Mike Trout's on the team. Mookie Betts. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm ashamed because I don't watch baseball. I don't even know who the rest of these people are. I do. From gambling last year. Schultz, Schmidt, to me, whatever he played for. St. Louis, the Cardinals. The Cardinals. Edric Mullins, he played for uh, the Cardinals, too, if I'm not mistaken. He either played for the Cardinals or the Phillies. Who else on the list? Uh, Nolan. No, 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 he played for the he played for the Cardinals. Tria Turner, Trey Turner, he played for the uh the Dodgers. No, Trey, a on the end. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, do he play for the Dodgers? Trey Turner, yeah, Trey Turner played for the Dodgers. Tim Anderson, never heard of these people. Tim I Anderson, he played, he played for the uh the Chicago. I, I, mean, I Chicago. do know Tim Anderson. I do know Tim Anderson. Okay, it's the name that I know. Tim Anderson, Mookie Betts, and Mike Trout. I know Mookie. Like I say, I know these names from gambling. Like, hey, this, this is a young kid from Miami. He's swaggy. Um, I, jazz, jazz, uh, jazz. I could jet, jazz chisel. That's his name. Jazz chisel. Jazz got swag. And 
you know, he the best player for the Marlins. The Marlins got a nice little franchise, but um, I'm tapped in this year. I'm tapped in totally, fully. I make way more money than I did last year, so I can afford to do it. Last year, I couldn't afford it. I was 13 for it. I made $15,000 last year. $15,000. I almost killed myself when I see me. I like $15,000. I ain't made that past 20, 20 years. Like that hurt me. That, that, that sounds like you need to do a personal podcast. That not personal podcast uh, uh, vlog. Yeah, we are. We go. We cried last year. Was tough. Nobody understand how. I'm, oh, wow. But I think oh. you should save it for the comedy routine. Some stuff you shouldn't share. It should be comedy. Like sometimes we gotta. It's like waiting to exhale. We gotta exhale our pain. So you know, let's go get some of this Mike Trout, um, Tim Anderson. Mookie bats money, like let's do it. Like we ain't gonna never get that money. We can't swing a bat and catch a ball that good. We, we ain't gonna get that money. I'm gonna get Shonda Ron's money, baby. I don't know about you. Say Shonda, you said we get a hundred mil for breathing. Hundred mil. We gonna sign you hundred mil. I don't yeah. know what you manifesting, but I'm manifesting big money. I like it. That's that's. The, the, I'm never gonna get baseball money. That's the God. The, he had to. He had to sit a ship on me to get ba baseball money. They getting three hundred. They don't sign. They don't sign you for. They don't sign you for deals for three hundred mil. Right. They're not. They're not signing three hundred million dollar deal. Well, we gonna we gonna have to figure out something. Well, yeah. to sing, dance, and do gymnastics. We get three hundred big. That nil. That's why we gonna get it. She can sing, dance. So she, look, she gonna she gonna win a Grammy. Then she gonna go to the Olympics the same year. Grammy and the Olympics. She made. That's she made then you you know you win the Olympics, you get a Wheaties box. Yeah, we're gonna get the Wheaties box. I don't know what they give you for Grammys. I don't know. But if she win the Grammy, she might as well win the Academy Award. Like that's how we're gonna set it up. She She's already winning the Academy Award. She ready now. She come here with this bucket on her head, carrying her docking stuff and so <laughs> <laughs> let's get ready to wrap this up. Um so I read today Willis Reed, uh, NBA Hall of Fame legend, Grambling State University legend Willis Reed of the New York Knicks passed away today at 80 years old. So it's, you know, Bill Russell, Willis Reed, those are legends. People who stood up during the Civil Rights Movement, real impact in the league and what character looks like when you're standing and fighting for something. So salute to Willis Reed. And while we're talking about basketball, just to finish it up, John Morant is being treated for stress is what the conversation is centering around. Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp were having a conversation today. And Skip Bayless talked about John Morant quoting NBA Youngboy. And normally I wouldn't have a problem with it, but it is Skip Bayless. And yes, as an African-American woman, after meeting so many kids that hate that they're even black in their existence. Can you mute your tongue? Beep, beep. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. <laughs> no, but seriously, just, just, just interacting with young children and seeing that our kids are basically being taught that we are not good enough. They're not good enough because of the color of their skin. And to hear him basically use NBA young boys' negativity 
and put it back on Jai and the fact that NBA young boy has been in legal trouble, et cetera. Why can't we be okay just to live? And this is like the second time in the last 60 days we've had the same conversation. And I hope somebody can, I hope Skip Bayless this finds you well and anybody else that would like to commentate on African-American kids. You don't know what stress looks like for a kid that's 23 years old. And I am not, if you heard us last week, I am not entertaining Jai's foolish behavior um, for that particular incident that you saw him. But he's 23 years old. He's a father. He's a son. He's a teammate. He's a brother. There's a lot of responsibility and pressure that comes with being the breadwinner in an African-American family. And, and because a lot of times you never start down as far in a hole as some of these young athletes do, you could never understand what stress looks like. You could never understand what it looks like coming from South Carolina, living in Memphis. The adjustments that need to be made where young Dolph was killed in his city. So as an educator and dealing with African-American men, some stuff I understand is not necessarily who people are to begin with. Some stuff is I get dragged in to survive, right? And once surviving, you get caught up and forget who you are along the way. So to use NBA young boy, and then for us to talk about how many days he needs to get a cure, there's nobody that's going to magically cure him. There's no way that he's supposed to look, act, and dress. Everybody is their own individual person. And as African-Americans, we've got to have the right and the ability to be who we are. It is stressful that you want to tell us who we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to act 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Putting on a show is tiresome. And so sometimes I wish those of you who don't look like me, sometimes I wish you would put on a show and shut up. Mr. Shaw, you got the floor. So if LeBron was singing Young Boy, would it be the same effect? Was it because Job been in trouble? What what was the whole point of his rent? NBA Young Boy is by far the hottest young rapper out right now if nba young boy posts anything right now he's getting a million views he he's almost as popular as bad bunny okay right but bad bunny is nationwide what i'm saying is skip bailey says these things because skip bailey's can't has the platform to do so when you have the platform to say what you please or how you please you have that opportunity i'm not mad at skip I've known a long time ago, Skip just be saying things. Skip pick people he like. He doesn't like Ja because Ja has had the legal trouble. I, as much as not mad as Ja, more so T, but, you know, different story, different day. Not from the pile it all on him. But we're, we're, he's, not on, he's, not, he's not on trial for a RICO. So we should not be using these gun lyrics against him. All right? Those are the things that, that matter to me. He's not on trial for a Rico. So as long as he's not posting gun and not even making gun gestures, I have no problem with it. And he was celebrating with a teammate that obviously just had a good game. And they were reciting the young boy lyrics back and forth to each other. So again, Because that could be our thing. That that could be our internal thing. That could be our hype. And, and listen, you know I'm very critical, but they're 23-year-olds. NBA young boys also 23. Money at 23 and that amount of money 
everybody's calling, right? Because see, you never criticize these big businesses or these investors here in the city that I live in by the name of Nate Paul that owes Avery Bradley money because he was involved in a bad investment. Mm -hmm. And when black rap, when black athletes go broke, we're quick to blame it on the fact that they spend bad money, they bought their mama house, then you wonder why they stress. But you got your homeboys calling them. The owners got their homeboys calling them. They financial advisors. The coaches' homeboys calling them when they first get into the league. Hey, man, Mr. Shaw, this is a good investment. I need $2.5 million for you in this investment property, and I'm going to get you $3.5 million back within six months. We're going to talk about that, though. I never see Skip Bayless or anybody else put that kind of attention on when our young boys are being hustled. Then you wonder why they struggle. I lost $5 million. I didn't go broke because I was balling, like Ocho Cinco says. Like, he he fly spirit. Matt Barnes was on Southwest last week. Like, talk about why these young players are stressed. Talk mm -hmm. about the schedule. And I know there are older people like, man, they've been doing the schedule. Yeah, they have been doing the schedule. But they also wouldn't be scrutinized 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Everybody didn't have access to them. Everybody couldn't send a DM. There's no fixing people. People need to grow. And I hope in this situation that Jai uses his time away from the team and the things that he's learned to really learn how to manage his stress and pick and choose his battles, even in a city like Memphis, right? Mm -hmm. You also got to think about where you where you lay your teams too. Like, what environments do you throw people into? You know, we, we ain't going to talk about the Houston Rockets. I wonder if everybody got to check in with Jay Prince when they get to Houston. Okay, well, that's another story for another day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mr. Shaw, I'm through ranting. What else you got? That's it. That's all I got. Well, y'all, you're watching Pull Up the Podcast here on Facebook Live and YouTube. It's your girl, Candy K. Lynn. And your boy, Shout Time, a.k.a. The Fat Mama. Guys, until next week, we out. Pull up. <laughs>